Psychology in Seattle. So, Berto, I have a, a email from a listener, anonymous listener, who wants to know if he is bigoted. He he the, in his huh. the subject line he said, "Am I bigoted?" Am so I, a bigot? okay. I thought we would read his email and respond to it. What do you say? That sounds intriguing. Let's do it. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. My name is Humberto Castaneda. And do you ever go to the theater, Kirk? Sure. Do you know how there's people that take your tickets? Yeah. I actually supervise trainers for those people. Interesting. So this is his email. I was listening to your episode on bigoted people, and it was a bit scary for me. The particular issue that you brought up was the refusal to work with clients who are LGBTQ by many mm. conservative, bigoted, discriminatory Christians, and I'm concerned I might fall into that category. Mm. I believe that it is immoral and wrong to live in a homosexual relationship. I also believe in treating everybody as worthy of dignity and respect. I also have homosexual friends who I would gladly invite to my own home. And I do not seek to sway them to believing what I believe because I value them as friends. I'm going to grad school in the fall, and I want to do what's right by each and every person I come into contact with. When I become a licensed counselor, I recognize that I will certainly have clients who are gay. And I would personally seek to use a person-centered model where I do not use it as a platform to give them advice. I think from an attachment theory angle, I worry that what I'm saying will be rejected by you as being bigoted and part of the problem that will be erased in 50 years' time as you talk about. I also fear that there isn't a place for me in the larger counseling profession with my set of beliefs. Umberto, is this man bigoted? Well, huh. That's interesting. So it sounds like they are trying very hard in their life to be fair and balanced, <laughs> no pun, uh, and try to be you know kind to people and look at everyone equally. Uh, at the same time, they hold a set of religious beliefs, and it, because of those religious beliefs, they feel that it is uh, mortally wrong, universally, infinitely wrong to uh, be probably gay and or in a gay marriage uh, at, at penalty not only of, not of death, but of eternal damnation. So that's a very serious thing. And, and having grown up in religion, I, I can attest to like how real that can feel. So I'm not surprised that they're conflicted. Um, that does mean that they hold bigoted beliefs, but it's, uh, I don't think that it's out of malice or evil intent. They just sadly have a, a perspective that was formed by their environment that is now at odds with other parts of their own mind. And that's causing some, some difficulties for them because they, they can't quite make up their mind of which way to go with it. <laughs> so, uh, so the answer is like, I think there are aspects to how they feel that are bigoted and they would probably act in a bigoted fashion as a result. Um, but it's kind of hard to conclude that as a whole, this person is a complete bigot. So before getting into this, I have a, ca a few caveats. One is I'm not going to bash on Christians, as they say. Some, confuse, some people <laughs> confuse criticism with bashing. I'm a therapist, and as anyone who listens to this episode, I regularly criticize myself and the profession. I look at my profession and my people, other therapists, and I say, this shit or that shit's got to stop. Right. Um, and I don't have any problem with that, and it doesn't feel incongruent to me. Just because if anyone knows what therapists should be and not should be doing and what they should not be doing, it should be other therapists. So I'm probably, and other therapists are the best people to criticize therapists. And if we don't criticize therapists, then no one is going to uh, be able to do that. Right. Police officers, when one of their own does something wrong, 
they need to be the first people to stand up and say that was wrong. Yeah. It shouldn't be society saying you did one of your own, one of yours <laughs> did something wrong. And then the entire police force defends that action. Right. They should be the first people. I'm an American and I look at other Americans and American society critically. I'm a Seattleite. Right. I look at Seattleites critically. I love Seattle. I love America. I love being a therapist. And I can also look at it critically. I'm a man, and I like being a man, and I'm proud that I'm a man. But I also look at men as a group critically right. and my own part in that. I'm Japanese, and I look at Japanese people critically. I look at all my identities critically. Yeah. And if you're a Christian, you have to be able to look at your group critically. It's the only way to wisdom, and it's the only way you can respond to reality if you cocoon up in your own belief system and you just label everything else as, as bashing, you know, uh, it's one thing to be defensive. It's another thing to just be like, oh, you're just bashing. Right. Now, I will say there is, a, there is such a thing as bashing. Like, uh, you know, you and I are talking about some other topic. We're talking about Black Mirror, for example. And there's that episode where the two African-American guys are having sex in the virtual reality world. Right. And, we, and we're just sort of talking about that, and then one of us says something like, well, you know, Christians probably hate that episode. Right. Okay, that's bashing. It's unfair. It's a straw man. It's overgeneralization. It doesn't have the nuance of the reality. It's just this opportunity to make fun of a group sure. that is commonly made fun of by certain by certain groups you know what i mean so i'm not going to bash on christians and i and and i have heard from a very small minority of listeners literally like one or two individuals who will accuse me or us of bashing christians and i'm not going to do that and honestly i'm often defending christians uh in my bubble yeah i defend christians from your attacks I'll, I'll label them attacks, whatever we want to call them, accusations, uh, generalizations. I like Christianity. I grew up as a Christian. I like a lot of the things, listeners out there, a lot of the things that you might like about me, things that you've said you've liked about me, are probably mostly attributable to my Christian upbringing. Compassion, love, charity, generosity, forgiveness, uh, nonviolence. A, a higher meaning of life to serve other human beings and to serve the earth. These are things that were instilled at me, instilled in me in, you know, church, Christian church camp when I was six years old around a campfire reading the Bible. That's how it was interpreted to me. That was my Issaquah version of, you know, Protestant mm -hmm. Christianity, which was a very loving forgiveness sort of thing. And I don't remember people talking about gay people. I don't remember people talking about evil, really. Yeah, uh, the, the problem is that there are, there are many different experiences of religion. That's right. And a, a great majority of them include uh, explicit understanding that some things are punishable by eternal damnation. That's, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, but to me and to many other Christians, none of the hate or... Even the notion of hell. There are there's a plen there are plenty of Christians who either overtly deny the notion of hell as something that was invented by medieval medieval Europe people. Jesus and you know pre Jesus, there wasn't this emphasis on a heaven and hell. There was an emphasis on the glory of God and all that kind of stuff. And there are a lot of Christians who don't really, even though they might believe in hell, they don't really focus on it a lot. They're not. It's right. not. They're not. It's not a. It's not a constant thought of like that person's going to hell. It's just kind of, well, hell is for a place that God sends extremely bad people, you know, and, and not for, you know, babies born in India who weren't baptized, for example. Right. You know, anyway, the point is, is that I, you know, I, I not only am not going to bash Christians, but I'm culturally Christian and, do not reject many of the Christian things that I learned growing up. That the the issue for me is that as soon 
as soon as one introduces the possibility that there is a a platonic truth out there to be known in the universe that is outside of anything we could know through science or investigation or human agreement, as soon as you entertain that notion, well, then really, why I would go the opposite of bashing. I would say like, well, no, I mean, this person's completely entitled to their discrimination because they believe that there's something way more important than discriminating against someone that's at stake. And they believe that with all their heart and soul because it was instilled from the time they were very little. And as far as they're concerned, nothing is more real than that. Right. And, and, and unless we could all agree that all of that is made up, it's kind of hard to tell them, no, you're wrong. The only thing we can say is like, in our society, you are wrong. I, I don't agree <laughs> at all. I, I think there can be and are completely moral uh, and staunch Christians whom, if you met them, they wouldn't have a single point of view that was different than yours. Oh, well, of course. But that's not what my point is. My point is that that happens to be their also arbitrary interpretation of a divine worldview. Right. So the arbitrary, uh, as you put it, view of a god or Mm -hmm. a higher being is separate from the belief that can lead to bad things in society. But but not by definition, right? Like we no. make rules and you can be an atheist that. and you can be an atheist and that can lead to bad things. Uh, totally, you, you but, can be but an not atheist. because you're an atheist. Right. Like it's not a rule when you're an atheist, you know, like and one would argue that <coughs> the beliefs that certain religious groups hold in my definition, of course, there's no science around this. It's not inherent to that religion for it just taking the anti-gay thing. I grew up in a Christianity that didn't believe that, or at least I don't remember it anyway. It was in our society, anti-gay. I grew up in the 70s and 80s when 99% or, I don't know, 90% of Americans believed that gay people were wrong and immoral regardless of religion. Atheists, Christians, everyone believed that's immoral, it's gross, it's disgusting, (coughs) it's scary, it's against nature or something. And the the juxtaposition of a Christian belief system of love and charity and forgiveness and compassion and um, embracing the underclass, which is what Jesus did, and that's what he was trying to teach. And I'm not trying to convert you to be a Christian, by the way. Of course not. <laughs> uh, I, my version of, of religion and Christianity actually, uh, you know, and of course it's just a distinction that I make in my head, a story that I make, is that uh, Christians were tricked into adopting a Victorian notion of sexuality and of heterosexuality and homosexuality, and they just sort of graft it on. Now, it's in the Bible, of course, but there are a lot of things in the Bible that aren't emphasized in today's Christianity. Anyway, I, I, we really need to work through this. Okay, right. so what's the definition of bigot? Uh, I guess someone who holds uh, generalized, uh, unsubstantiated beliefs against an individual that are damaging to that individual or something like that? So that's what I thought, and I think that's how people are using it, but mm-hmm. that's actually not the... And I looked at a lot of definitions. Okay. Uh, I'll read you the two main definitions. You know, one's from... These are from major, you know, definition uh, author uh, conglomerates. A person who is intolerant towards those holding different opinions. Okay. So intolerant, like they can't tolerate it, right, whatever right. that means. And just someone having a different opinion. Right, right, right. So if you, for example, were intolerant of religious people, you would be a bigot. Right. Because they have a different opinion of the world, and you're intolerant of that position. So that's a pretty general... Yeah, I, I would say I'm definitely bigoted towards religion okay. and religious people. According definitely. to that definition? or yeah. No, yeah, according to that definition. Another definition, which I think is more gets to the way people use it, is a person who is 
obstinately and intolerantly devoted to his or her own opinions and prejudices. So this brings in, and it you know it's still talking about intolerance, but it's devoted, which is another right. interesting word, and also prejudice, right. which is which is something that all of us can agree is generally speaking associated with bad things. Right. Of course, we have prejudices about all sorts of things that are probably benign and actually good, but usually when we're using that word, we're like, well, I, you know, you're prejudging in an inaccurate way. Yeah. So this is this gets at more of of that kind of thing. Um, Gay. So the the other thing is, uh, uh, so gay Christ, so gay Christians hold the opinion that they are not going to hell. By the way, you know, me, the gay Christians I know, say. right? Because you know, ev- everyone will conveniently slot themselves in the best possible slot. <laughs> like you know, they're Christians and they're gay, and they yeah, they and love so, their God and they love Jesus and they're right. gay. So we we all rationalize our existence to. If that's how you want to narrativize, well, but it is right, like because someone could say, "Well, so do you rationalize uh, all the time?" Of course, what do you rationalize? Uh, You know, like, oh, I think that was the right move for me to make because uh, if I hadn't, there might have been other negative consequences. Well, do you rationalize your atheistic point of view? Oh, of course, yeah, all the time. So that's it's just a rationalization. Yes, it's an arbitrary rationalization. Absolutely. Okay, it's a weird word to use. Well, no, I'm using intellect or brain power to come up with some opinion about the world. Okay. And I think the same thing is true for Christians that are gay. And they they decide that in spite of what other Christians might say or what they might read in one passage or another or whatever, they don't care as far as they're concerned. It's fine. Yeah. And because it's all arbitrary, the only real fine thing is whatever the current... Well, cultural norms are. Agreed. Sadly, but agreed. You know, agreed. The reality of the universe. And to Christians, what they would say is that, and a lot of religious groups would say that there's a truth, a wisdom within us that a higher power guides, but doesn't directly tell us on high. There's not like a billboard in the sky that says "do this, do that," but that through examining the texts and examining human experience, one can uh, approximate best as you can, given your own life circumstances in your society, the intention of the universe or God. Now, you know, that I, I'm not saying that's the way I see things, but that's what so they just would just like your opinion, man. It's true. <laughs> of course it's opinion, and that's what... Yeah. And that's what uh, uh, wise religious people would say that yeah, there's there's no proof. If 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 there was proof, then it, w- is, it wouldn't be religion, right? It would. This be is science. why, like to me, it's fine. Uh, how do I say this? It, from one certain perspective, it's fine that this person holds the belief that they think that gay marriage is wrong. I just think that to operate effectively in our current society, and if they want to be a therapist, yeah. they're either going to have to severely compromise that belief, suppress it, or ignore it, or they probably shouldn't. So my point is is that gay Christians, in terms of the definition of bigotry, which we're still talking about here, um, we have gay Christians hold the opinion that they are not going to hell. Um, some other Christians believe they are going to hell. Uh, each group... Uh, might be intolerant of the other group and therefore labeled by the opposing group as bigoted against the other group. Right. So I just just trying to define. So because this question was, am I a bigot? You know, am I bigoted? So we have to look at the definition. Is he intolerant of other people's beliefs? Uh, can other people have differing opinions? And is he okay with that? He seems like he's saying yes. You know, right. he doesn't seem intolerant of it. Um. Does is he devoted to his opinion and his prejudices? Mm, you know, kind of, but not in the way that I think they're getting at. Um, but I think a larger question is: Is he harmful? Because <coughs> really, I don't really care if someone's a bigot. I think it's interesting, and it usually leads to harm. But really, what I'm interested in <laughs> right. is the ultimate sin against. God, which is harm to other humans and to the planet and to yourself. And so uh, let's try to go down that road. But anyway. Do you know who Ben Shapiro is? No. So he's uh, one of the commentators on the right. And 
um, he has this friend who is another recent commentator on the right named Dave Rubin. And Dave Rubin is gay. He's openly gay. Ben Shapiro is Jewish. And uh, Dave Rubin is talking to Ben Shapiro and says, so if I got married and I invited you, would you come to my wedding? And Ben Shapiro says, no. Like, you wouldn't come to my wedding. No, I wouldn't because my I believe my religion forbids that. It forbids for me to, for me to come would be me supporting that ceremony, that ritual, which I believe is wrong. And it, it catches Dave Rubin off guard because he's like, I thought we we're simpatico here. But yet at the same time, he's like, well, so I would go to dinner with you. I would invite you over to my house. We, you know, I'd have your husband over. Like, we, that's fine. I just wouldn't go to your wedding. Hmm. And I, I thought it was, it was this clash of imagination happening. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, that's the reality is that there are a lot of people that ride that fine line. Right. And I think it's... Um question that a lot of people are asking themselves and one that I actually want to investigate once we get there. Um, So some stats. We've talked about this before, actually, but you probably don't remember because it was a while ago. Percentage of Americans who believe that um, homosexual people should be accepted. So think about Mm -hmm. that, that the general question of um, do you accept homosexual people? 70%. Uh, of Americans? Yeah. It's less than that, 62%. All right, but ballpark. Pretty, pretty close, pretty All close, right. yeah. Uh, so it's broken out by different religions and different sects within Christianity. Um, so we have mainline Protestants, which are, you know, sort of st- or mainstream, I right. guess would be a way to put it, Protestants. And this includes all sorts of denominations and that probably includes the denomination I grew up in. Yeah. You have evangelical Protestants, you have Mormons, you have Catholics, you have Muslims, Jehovah Witness, Jewish and Buddhist. So mainline or mainstream Protestants, what percentage uh, believe that homosexuality should be accepted? Uh, yeah. 65%. Almost perfect. 66. Yeah. So why do you think that was more than the average? Oh, because, I mean, from my own life experience, uh, like my mom's had to leave churches that were bigoted towards, using the word, towards gay people because she didn't like it. And then, but she found less of that among, say, Lutheran or Episcopalian, but not entirely because one church she also had to leave was Lutheran. But anyways, I just found that the... uh, the but Lutheran, who, but who do you think is below the average? What group do you think? Uh, is below probably the Catholics and uh, Catholics re- are reborn Christians, like uh, fun- fundamentalists, reborn Christians, evangelical, evangelicals. So you're right about evangelicals. You're wrong about Catholics. Catholics okay. are even more at seventy percent. Oh, okay. So, but uh, evangelicals are uh, lower than the average. What percentage do you think? Uh, evangelicals, maybe 40%. Close, 36. Okay. Pretty low. That's very low. Compared to the average. Very low. Very like low. half, you know. Uh, and, and it makes sense because like they, they try to go more by the word rather than the intent or something. One would argue they don't actually go by the word. They focus on particular things that are more traditional and conservative. Well, yeah, just like my experience with them is they're obsessed about literal Literal interpretations of everything, including the the arc and everything else. And right, and one could argue that the mainstream Protestants are literal in in the same amount by focusing on the love and charity that Jesus, yeah. you know, talked about. I mean, Sodom. <laughs> the name sodomy comes from Sodom. <laughs> yeah, uh, there are clear <laughs> passages in in the. Now, historians will say that the well, I won't get into that. Yeah. Uh, Mormons percentage. Oh, right. They don't like them very much, I thought. Uh, 50%. Oh, very, you're very close. 40, 45%. Uh, Muslim. Oh, 10%. Also 45%. Oh, that's surprising. Muslim Americans. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's these, true. Are, these are Americans living ne- next door. Fair to enough. Uh, Jehovah Witness. Oh, uh, 50%. 16 Oh, my God. Yeah, if you want to get... Uh, oh wow! If you want to get extremely conservative, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, Jehovah yeah. Witnesses are. Uh, have you have you ever heard? Well, of- that's the thing is, I'm surprised because my cousin's grandparents, so they were his mom's p- 
parents, so they're not my direct uh, grandparents. Uh, they were Jehovah's Witnesses, and they were the nicest people yeah. ever. They can be very nice. Are these Colombian Jehovah Witnesses? They they were, but they lived in Florida for the last n amount of their. Years. That could be a factor too. Um, the yeah. the the Jehovah Witnesses in Seattle, anyway, and I think the standard Jehovah Witness people around the United States um, can be quite severe. I, okay. Some people equate them to a full on cult okay. where it's like hard to get out of. And, um, other people think it's a great religion. I've heard, I actually had a, a couple that I worked with for many years who they were both Jehovah witness. Wow. And uh, it was a very interesting um, treatment time. <laughs> um, anyway, Jewish percentage. Seventy percent, eighty-one, eighty-one. Okay, Buddhist, a hundred, no, ninety percent. <laughs> Close, eighty-eight. Oh wow, pretty good at this game. Um, of those who believe homosexuality should be accepted, what percentage of those people who believe homosexuality should be accepted believe in God? Of the ones that believe that homosexuality should be accepted. Well, since most people believe that homosexuality should be accepted, and most people are religious, then I'm going to say mm, 70%. Close, 82. <clears throat> so you're right. Most yeah. people believe that homosexuality should be accepted. Right. Most people believe in a God, certainly, yeah. whether they go to church or not. Right. And therefore, most people who right. believe that homosexuality should be accepted— also believe in God. Right. Those things curious. go more hand in hand than atheism, you know, in terms right. of the Right. I am curious about a- atheists. If, if we asked atheists, I'm wondering if biases carry over uh, into their atheism they the do. same way. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm wondering about those stats. because yeah, I, they didn't have it in this study, which I thought was weird. It's like, why wouldn't you actually... Because certainly you out? wouldn't feel that it's, that it's wrong. You would just probably feel like... I don't like it. That's icky or that's gross or something. No, no. There are atheists who full on believe that homosexuality is wrong in the same based way. Based on what? And based on the same stupid reasoning that anybody would, that it's, it feels wrong. Well, they to just them. haven't thought about it, I guess. Yeah, well, it's like whatever, but that I think for you, you associate the notion of anti-gay with religion. And certainly it is associated with that, but it is also very much associated with culture and the way we're taught things like Muslims in America are more likely to, to accept gay people than Muslims in another place. What they're Muslims. They're, they're both, you know, practicing the same religion. Why would Muslims in America be more likely to accept gay people? Because they're less religious, you know, generally they wouldn't say that. Well, they're certainly not as extremists, right? They have different cultural influences around them. Yeah, and that that neutralizes a lot of that that kind of like they don't culture just go religion, to a madrasa. Culture and religion are the same thing. You know, their religion does. You don't have a culture and then religion separate from that. But they're, we're talking about in, in, in other countries. First of all, girls can't go to school, and the boys right. only study the Quran. Right. Right. That's very different than in America, boys and girls going to school, seeing all these so, other information, so Muslim, all these other... So Muslims in America would, generally speaking, and I've talked to them, mm-hmm. would not look at those Muslims and say, they're more Muslim than me. Well, I know, because everyone's got arbitrary interpretations, but, but I mean, so, but technically speaking, they're way more Muslim than they are, right? <laughs> I mean, they're following every little precept. According they're to that, only doing according the, to that region's version of Muslim and Islam, which invented it. I mean, like I'm just saying, like if you invent a thing, you should be the judge of what's closest to it. I, I hope the I hope people out there can understand what I'm trying to get at because I don't have time to go into it right. anyway. So let's look at the history of bigotry in the United States in other arenas, because I think one of the questions, the central question here that, well, let's, let's take a break. And when we get back, let's get to that. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're back from the break. And if you're not too uncomfortable with this conversation, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com and become a patron of the podcast. That's how we know you like the show. Isn't this one of the topics they tell you to talk about at parties all the time? Yeah. It's one of the three. It is. Um, okay, so let's look at big... So I, I think one of the central questions that this guy is asking is like, so I'm going to become a therapist. I'm going to become a counselor. And I believe, according to his words, that being homosexuality, it, being homosexual is immoral. 
is what he right. said. It's immoral and wrong. That's his words. And uh, is is that okay? It, it, am I okay? And I think he was actually a very rare individual who actually emails me about this, who was legitimately asking me in an open-minded way, yeah. is it okay if I become a counselor? Should, I, should I not become right. a counselor? But I think that, that this happens all the time, right? Like people will think that uh, uh, having adultery is immoral and yet they become a counselor. Or they might think that rob, thief, like uh, robbing people is immoral and yet they become a counselor. And people they counsel might be thieves or adulterers. They might uh, love pornography, and they, this person might think pornography right, is wrong. Right. So this lot, happens all the time. Right. So I actually, in my email exchange with him, uh, gave that example of, I believe that lying and deceiving and cheating on somebody, um, like having sex uh, with someone else without getting your partner's uh, approval beforehand, right. I believe that's immoral. Right. You're lying to someone, you're, you're, you're doing something on purpose that is potentially really going to hurt someone else's feelings. Right. And you don't have to do it uh, in the vast majority of instances. And that's immoral. Yep. Uh, but if I have a client who cheats, which I often do, right. I do not, you know, think bad thoughts about them. I don't moralize to them. Uh, a lot of people do those kinds of things. You also um, are not, but, I, but I'm not going to be like, go ahead and, you know, someone's like, and people have, people right. will, you know, they'll be in a marriage with lots of conflict and they'll say things like, you know, I kind of, you know, got an old flame going on Facebook and I'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've seen this road before. Right. Know that if you entertain this you know, flame, it's going to, it's going to burn and it's going to lead to sex right. and it's going to lead to you, you know, sitting on this couch crying about how you went against your, your own morals right. and harmed your spouse when you could have just broken up with your spouse or gave it a little bit more right. thought. I know you're really desperate for attachment right now and I get that, but like, you know, let's let's think about this. So I'll insert that conversation yeah. when they don't ask me to. And this counselor might say, let's say someone they're counseling says, uh, I think I'm gay. They might say, well, hold on, like, think this through. If you come out, you might hurt your parents. Right. You might, uh, you might have really hard difficulties. You might get bullied. Uh, so maybe you should think about it, right? Right. Now, he didn't address that in his email, but... Uh, you know, the question is, so let's say, just for the sake of this argument, that he's essentially making, he's, I think he's trying to make is, I, according to my belief system, believe that it's immoral to be gay. Right. And it's wrong. But I have gay friends. And if I work with a gay client, I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm, I'm going to be a good counselor, a good professional. Yeah. Now, on one hand, uh, there are thousands of professionals, some of them listening to us right now, who actually do this. They actually, you know, a certain percentage of Christians mm -hmm. believe that being gay is immoral and wrong and against God. And since most therapists are Christian in America, or right. at least a sizable percentage, then there's there's got to be a lot of therapists and psychiatrists and social workers who manage to compartmentalize that belief and say, that's something for Sunday. This is not something for Monday. Right. And if they want to come out of the closet, that's their goal. Then I'm going to go with that. So there's, there's gotta be a lot of people like that. So the, I think he's asking that question, like, right. is, is that Kirk, you know, cause he, he's like in another email, he's like, I value your opinion. Like, what's going on here you yeah. know and i i'm i'm in a bit of a crisis because i feel like kirk you're saying that i'm wrong and that cuz you know i've i've railed and ranted yeah. and raged about this attitude as being akin to 1965 or 1865 when you have white americans all over the united states thinking that black people should be slaves right and that they're not really human and they're actually more closer to chimpanzees and apes than they are to humans. Right. This is a, you know, and we all look at that and think that's ridiculous. Well, I'm here to say 
We're doing it right now, people. We have a society right now where there's a bunch of people walking around in the same way that they looked at African-Americans and said they're not really humans. There's a bunch of people walking around saying that gay people who just want to marry someone of the same gender as them, they're they're immoral and there's something wrong against nature. And, you know, we're living it. And in 50 years, they're going to look back at us and there'll be, you know, there's going to be some history teacher that's going to be teaching a bunch of third graders and it'll be like, so in 2019, there was a sizable percentage of people in the United States who believed that gay people were immoral and wrong. And the kids are going to go, what? They're going to be like, that's crazy talk. Because of course, we are going to eventually eradicate at least from the vast majority of our society this notion so the question is can can you do this and so let me talk about some of the things that have happened in history so throughout the 20th century as more and more asian americans started to emigrate asian people started to emigrate to the united states and have children and and give birth to what we might call asian americans japanese americans including my family most white Americans believed some version of the notion that Asians and Asian Americans were devious, mm-hmm. that they were, you know, evil on some level. <laughs> they talk in their own language by themselves. Right. What they, are they saying? They're, they're out to get you. They have kind of an evil look. They, leave in the, they live in the evil side of town. What is that food? Okay. So you are a housewife in 1941 – in the Los Angeles area, and you have this belief. You're walking around, and you're like, oh, yeah, and, but you never share it. You never say anything. Right. You never harm. You, never, you don't even have contact with Asian Americans. And if you did, you're polite. Right. But in your head, they're a bunch of devious bastards. <clears throat> Is this harmless? Berto. Uh, no, not certainly not in the long run and potentially not in the short run. Uh, clearly, a, a properly oiled society is not one where a certain portion of the society is crossing the street, uh, avoiding, not fully interacting or offering all their services equally. Like, that just doesn't but, work in the long run. But what if this woman, the hypothetical... She doesn't, and there are people like that. Yeah, but she, you know, she passes it to her kids. She, it, it it's not that that um, isolated of a of a thing, and 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 in her actions, she might not be aware of it, but there are still, she won't socialize with it. Like she won't have them as friends. So uh, it's unclear what she would do, like where she does draw a line, right? right? Yeah. So no, I don't think it is harmless. Yeah. So one of the th- just getting at what you're saying here is as a therapist, since I hold the belief that gay people are fine, just like heterosexual people are fine, just like bisexual people are fine, like polyamorous people are fine. Asexual people are fine. Everyone's fine. They don't Mm -hmm. harm anyone. They have preferences about sex. Who fucking cares? Right. They're fine. Everyone's fine. Um, and did I leave anyone out? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and so, I hold that belief. Now, when I come across a gay teenager who is coming out of the closet, I celebrate the fact that they are coming out of the closet with them. I am, I'm not interested in making people gay, but I am interested in having people be who they are because I believe that people should be allowed to be who they are in this way. Now, if I hold the belief that they're immoral and wrong, how enthusiastic am I really going to be in my authentic self about this uh, coming out? Now, if you, writer inner of the email, can manage to identify somehow with the person's humanity and like really be enthusiastic about this person's coming out and the courage and the wonderfulness of them realizing who they are, then great on one level. Uh, but as Berto was saying, it's impossible for humans to compartmentalize especially these kind of strong belief systems well and so one of one or, of the things it's that very is very hard let's just right right one of the things that's at odds is the examples i gave um well let's take th- stealing or even harsher things like rape and murder um these are such universal universally agreed upon uh Certainly murder, for example, is universally agreed upon like, hey, that's not good for society. 
irrelevant of what you believe about the afterlife, whatever. Let's just not murder. That's just not good for society. That's such a universal that it would be hardly controversial if a therapist inside and maybe in some of their actions was somewhat biased against someone that they were treating that was a, a confessed murderer. And that's just human beings being human. The problem that we come up with things like when it comes to maybe infidelity and definitely things like being gay or your race or something like this is that in our current society, these things are no longer supposed to be illegal or bad or anything. So you're definitely, if you still hold those beliefs, you're out of sync with the current society. And that makes it extra difficult because you are actually not operating in a way that is consistent with kind of the, 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 the growing expectation. And, and I agree. What a lot of people would argue who are people who believe that it's immoral, they would argue that they're not doing anything overt, but we're right. arguing that it would right. be hard to do that. So, Like in my example where he might, he might try to point out all the negatives with coming out because right. they think, have you heard of conversion therapy? You know? Well, short of that... <laughs> What I would say is they would not give the uh, proper enthusiasm uh, or it'd be hard for them to give the proper authentic enthusiasm for what this person is really going through. Yeah. Um, now, so going back to the uh, 40s, you have a lot of white Americans walking around believing that my family members were devious. Right. Now, my family members were working alongside white people they were buying, you know, they probably experienced racism in some ways, but the vast majority of their interactions with white people were, were probably fine. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, when a society has a belief system that goes unchecked and a bunch of people continue to believe it thinking, well, I'm not doing any harm. When World War II starts, Pearl Harbor... And this belief system is out there, and it's at least passively supported, if not full-on supported by people, then it leads to attitudes that lead to the imprisonment of my family. Mm -hmm. My family members, people in my family whom I knew who have, who have passed away uh, rather recently, actually, um, were imprisoned by the United States of America government, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the Congress of America. Mm -hmm. And all the white fucker American people just let it happen. Mm -hmm. Very few people blinked an eye. Some people helped, uh, did what they could, but most people were like, yeah, screw those slant-eyed bastards. Can't take a risk. And these are American-born citizens. Right. Legal immigrants from Japan who came to America like all the other white fuckers, you know, before right. and after had children imprisoned for no reason just because there was a belief and an attitude that was propagated through society that they're devious. Just like the German internment camps we had in the 08. Right. Uh, going back to the beginning of American history, colonial times, many white Americans believed, they just believed in their minds that black Americans were not as evolved <laughs> and were more like animals. Uh, the vast majority of white Americans did not own slaves, <coughs> and many white Americans probably never even saw an African-American person. Is it harmless? No. It leads to a general attitude in a society, or even among a certain minority of people, that leads to things like slavery and genocide. So if you believe, if you're a atheist or Christian, Muslim or whatever, it doesn't matter, if you believe that being gay is immoral and wrong, and you are saying to yourself, but I'm not doing anything bad, you are exactly the same as someone in 1941 who thought that my family was devious just because they were Japanese. You're exactly the same as someone in 1960 or 1860 who believed that black people weren't entirely uh, human and you never owned a slave, but your attitude supported that institutionalized racism right so it is in my view immoral to denigrate another group of people for 
what I would believe to be completely inconsistent reasons with right. with the tenant that I believe all of us share, which is harming other human beings is wrong. Yeah, I, I think that's where it gets a little difficult to process because, you know, these are just human beings, right? And so what happens is that uh, the definition of harm is hard <laughs> because, uh, you know, there, there are people that, that fully believe that pornography is harmful, right? And that, so therefore, there are people that believe that even if you're, even if you are homosexual and your partner's homosexual and you're not trying to turn me homosexual, just by you being in the community, that's harmful because all these kids are now going to think that that's okay. So you're harming my society. And, and, and empirically, that's not shown. Yeah, but they, empiricism has nothing to do with this. I know. But. This is just literally the reason why it's so hard. One of the reasons it's so hard to change the tide and it takes decades, right? Hundreds of years in some cases is because uh, people just kind of think, well, no, it is hard. It's changing everything I know. Who are you to change everything I know? And, and you I get are that. harming everything. And I get that. So I grew up, like I said, Christian, and had a general notion that being gay was wrong, but I don't remember it being pounded into my head. It certainly wasn't a conversation in the 80s, mostly because gay people weren't out. Right. And so it didn't need to happen. And that's why it later became an evangelical thing, because it was in response to changing society. But anyway, I had a general notion growing up that gay people were wrong. And as soon as I met a gay person as it, when in college, <laughs> within literally five seconds of interacting with an actual gay person, I mean, I had interacted, I had best friends who were gay that yeah. I didn't know were gay in high school until later, but a first out gay person. It took me five seconds to realize that entire cultural notion was wrong. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. These are just, they're just people. They like men. Who cares? Women who like other women. Who care? Like, it, it doesn't take much. So my thing there is that I believe, I have faith, if you will, yeah. that people's mind can people's minds can be changed and people's minds have changed <laughs> yeah. over the past 20 years Absolutely. and i think if we communicate effectively to them and we don't just call them a bigot on twitter maybe we can actually change their minds um so getting to uh so i pointed to slavery i pointed to imprisoning my family now let's look at right now so there's a, a sizable minority of people who believe uh, you know 38% of americans who believe that uh, homosexuality is unacceptable. There's uh, this. These are all things that happened this month, by the way. An Alabama mayor, a mayor in Alabama, uh, Facebook post this month of June yeah. 2019. We live in a society where homosexuals lecture us on morals. The only way to change it would be to kill the problem out. I know it's bad to say, but without killing them out, there's no way to fix it. Right. This isn't some crank on Facebook. This isn't some, you know, uh, uh, you know, anonymous tweet. This is an elected official. Now, where did he get that notion? Where does he get that notion that and that it's okay to say to fix the homosexual problem? We need to kill. We need to kill them. Right. Uh, he. That notion did not – he did not invent the attitude that produced this statement of killing right. homosexuals as a solution to our problems. He did not right. invent that. That was a collective choice among certain groups of people to agree that that added – not only is it immoral, right. but it's actually okay to kill them. Yeah. Because – infidels deserve to die kind of yep. a thing. Now, the writer in, I'm guessing, does not hold that point of view. No. But the writer in, when you support that point of view, you are giving some permission to those other people to have those more extreme points of view. Well, this part I will, I will say, well, so one could get fairly dogmatic and not conclude that... Uh, that murder is necessary, right? Yeah. Like these people could all hold these feelings and like that shouldn't happen and we should pass laws and stuff. 
But uh, to to then jump over to the murder side of the fence is a categorical difference. Now, I'm not saying that the guy wrote writing in yeah. is – I'm not accusing him of supporting murder, and right. I'm not a- accusing him of being culpable for the murder. Right. I'm accusing him and all – now, if he was the only person in our society who believed this, then fine. But when you have millions upon millions of people in a bubble talking to each other and supporting each other on a notion – that gay people are immoral and wrong. And I want to really stress that was his words. He said immoral and wrong. Not that, that, that's different than saying their choices are bad or they're, you know, I don't agree with their lifestyle. It's immoral. And to certain groups of, you know, Christians, when something crosses the line into immoral, it's all the same degree. You have murder, lying, uh, you know, gluttony or whatever. All to the, some folk, yeah, yeah. They, it's like there's no degree to it, and so once it crosses that line, you are the other. You're not one of us, and right, you're but, doing something wrong. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is, imagine if uh, the statement was, "I think that adulterers, people who are married who have affairs, are immoral and wrong." Let's say that that's the statement. Okay. And then, you know, we, we get a, gather a group of Christians or religious people or whatever, just a group of people. Like, what do you guys think? It's like, yeah. Adulterers are more are immoral and wrong. Okay, then some dude in Alabama or Kentucky or someplace posts on Facebook, "This problem of adultery is really out of hand, and it's going to be the doom of us. We need to start killing adulterers." I'm really glad you're okay? bringing this up. Is there a point to this? Yeah, my point is, I I don't think we can make that same connection. We can't. Why? Well, because because uh, the social movement around adultery is further along than around gay people. Or, and I don't know if this is what you're getting at, we don't have a history in our country of rounding up adulterers and lynching them and killing them. Well, not uh, in our country, but in history. Not in, absolutely. But not in our country. Uh, when was the last right. time you heard of like an adulterer being... Uh, well, just in our country, sure. In our society, in that's our, what I'm talking about. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, that but it's further do, along. It's further right. along. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're getting at. What we do have yeah. in our society happening right now right. are people and an almost institutionalized system of murder uh, hate crimes against LGBTQ yeah. people. So, I, I, so when I, you support right. ideas right. that are saying they're immoral and wrong, and surely all the hate crimes are motivated by that, that, that attitude, you are in kind, kind of supporting it. Now, uh, let me get to some other examples. Uh, it's Pride Month, by the way, June. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're, we're in the beginning of the Pride Month, and so, or at least at the time of recording this. Detroit, a man killed two gay men and a trans woman uh, because they were gay and trans in Detroit. Atlanta, a man was killed, uh, a man killed a gay man. So, uh, and these are the ones that we can identify in the, that I could find in the news. Mm-hmm. There's probably many, many more. Um, this isn't the Middle East. Right. We're not in some backwoods, you know, uh, super traditional society. This is the United States of America. This is Detroit. This is Atlanta. Uh, now, is it? Uh, does the writer inner believe it's okay to kill? I'm sure he would say no. I'm sure he would say I would can absolutely condemn that behavior. Right. But what I'm saying is there were people in 1941 who would say, I don't believe you should imprison those Japanese people, but they're, they're fucking devious. And when you contribute as a society to those points of view, you're contributing to the problem in a small way. You're not, you're not out there, you know, lynching anybody, but you are contributing to it. So I I totally agree with that. And I actually, I, I think maybe it's in a large way and all this stuff. I guess I'm making more a point from the side of, how to change and acknowledging how difficult it is for a brain to change their perspective when from their perspective, it's like, hold on. Like everything I know tells me this is wrong. And I'm supposed to believe you. You come and say that it's okay and that I should be okay with it. I'm not saying they should be killed. So who are you to tell me? You know, I would say everything, you know, hypothetical Christian person, actually tells you that it's okay. And if you really, really pay attention to the Christian text, really pay attention to what Jesus was saying, what he was really trying to emphasize, then it's crystal clear. 
I think it's you that doesn't pay enough attention because I'll quote 17,000 words from this thing and I will tell you why it's so wrong. And then I would say, go to that church over there that supports 99.9% of the things you believe in, but they also do not believe that gay people are sinning and immoral. Yeah, they, they, they believe everything else. And and it's congruent. It, but you see, my point is like that. Well, to that, me, I, you know, I actually I, I do for sure. But, but, I, but I, I also but I also actually believe because I grew up Christian and and there was a shit ton of Bible studies that, yeah. that I did. And absolutely, there are things in the Bible that say just overtly homosexuality is a sin and wrong. Um, but uh, I believe that if you really pay attention, especially with a dashing of history, because, and again, I won't go into it, but it has to do with, like, the people who were writing the Bible were in opposition to particular oppressive groups like the Romans, for example. And the Romans had a different culture. They had a different society. They had different mores than the people who were writing the Bible, you know, at certain points of time in the history of the Bible being written. And as they were railing against the oppressors, they just sort of lumped in everything that the oppressors did right. as, as a, a, immoral. You know, they were immoral because they didn't believe in God. They were immoral because they killed indiscriminately. And they were immoral because they, they you know, men slept with men and women slept with women. And right. so it's like everything just kind of got lumped in. Um, and to me... When I, I, I believe that for some Christians, that's kind of convincing. You know, in the same way, when you read certain passages like in the Bible that talks about women's purity and not being around them when they're on their period or something, you know, uh, it's like, well, you know, they, had, they sprinkled in dirt, particular cultural things to kind of guide their hygiene back then into the Bible. It's not really something we need to pay attention to. There are a lot of Christians, you know, historian people who are full-on Christians who understand that context. And I believe, I believe it can convince people. I believe that it, it's not, it's not a, it's not a bad argument. I think it can work with some people. I, I, at the same time, I mean, I, it took me easily at least over a decade, 12 years, maybe, um, to change my, my perspective on the, on the universe. Uh, and did you believe it was immoral to be gay? Oh well, certainly, but uh, when, when did when did you break? When did you break? Oh, that one I actually that was easier to break. What happened was I was having this debate in my church youth group. Uh, we were having a, an actual debate about various religious topics. One in of them was Columbia? about homos- no in in Tacoma. <clears throat> one of them was about homosexuality, and I loved in debates to play both sides, and so I started defending like, yeah, homosexuality is wrong. Here's why. Blah 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 blah. But then just for shits and giggles, I switched to the other side. And my argument, which no one, I think, quite understood, but my argument was like, hey, dogs do it. That was my main argument. And I used it kind of as a tongue-in-cheek sort of argument, but then I started thinking about it. I'm like, hmm, that's true. Why am I saying that this is not natural if dogs do it? And then that kind of got me down the road of like, I guess maybe it's it's just all right. But it it took me years to like, stop thinking of it negatively, you know? And I had known kids in my grade school that were, it turned out were gay, and we probably, we thought at the time were gay. Uh, but we always made fun of my teacher. One of our teachers was probably gay. And we always made fun of him because he, he talked funny, and then he would always kind of be asking this one dude in our class who was kind of like the better looking dude to like always do this and do that. And so we were always making fun of it. And yeah, in Colombia, man, rampant homophobia, rampant, vicious, rampant. So it took me a long time to break from that. But I'm also saying that for someone who, who believes that this is about not just life and death, but about eternal life, dude, that's not an easy conversation. That's about everything they, they believe is way more important than anything, right? That's why it's so hard to have these conversations about the environment with some of these folks. Because to them, this world is transitory anyways. It's not even supposed to last. We're supposed to be in the end days. So you tell me the world is ending. It's like, yeah, I told you. It's called Armageddon, baby. But all you got to do is believe. And it's, you know, and this, this is what makes it difficult. So when you say things like, 
well, technically the Bible was edited by these and that and the other ones, they'll say, well, that's what you believe, but I believe it's the Word of God, inerrant, and blah, 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 and therefore, sorry. And it's hard. It's a hard conversation. Yeah. But I don't give up hope because the evidence is that, look, we have progressed in the last hundred years. <laughs> they have changed their minds. Yeah. For one reason or another. Yeah. Sometimes it took marches, deaths, crazy. Well, what it, often, what it often took, in my estimation, was a very slow progression and uh, courage for gay people that, and, and LGBTQ people to come out and say, I am that person you think is super immoral and weird, and I want you to experience me and realize I am just a regular human being, and there's no threat to me. Things like Ellen helped, things like uh, Will and Grace. Yeah, Ellen, you know, comes out and just like, you know, I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a sly, funny person that's charming, and there's nothing to be afraid of. And yeah, I. And married to a woman. Big, big whoop, right. you know? By, so, by the way, uh, random side topic. I, I'm very curious. I don't know if you know much about it, but why there's so many STDs with humans? And are there that many STDs with other animals? Like, I'm very curious. There about are. That. But are there? the difference is, is, from what I understand, which I could be completely bastardizing, is that humans are much more, there's much more of us interacting with each other much more often across larger uh, period you know there are yeah. S- stis among uh say chimps yeah in like aids <laughs> in pot they yeah they, they yeah. have thing uh in pockets but they don't propagate right as right much that's be- fair well because that's one one of the sad sad parts of this whole story is that aids set this conversation back hard i mean in some ways it propelled it forward but it became very easy to say ah you see god's you see yeah so, if you're a Christian, then you believe that at the center of everything is God, and at the center of that is love. Every Christian understands that. You know, the Christian God is not a, um, a vengeful, angry God. The God, Jesus was love. When they came to harm him, he handed himself over, and he said, you know, the man who lives by the sword dies by the sword. To put your sword down. So why in the world would a loving, perfect God make 5 to 10, 15% of the population inherently wrong and immoral? You know, why Why would that happen? The other question I ask you, if, if you're Christian and you believe that it's immoral, you're one of the minority of Christians who actually believes it's immoral. I ask you this, what harm comes from being gay, really? Now, you might have some propaganda. I doubt if you're listening to this podcast, you have it, but just to dispel some of the common ones are... Gay people raise children just as effectively and with just, you know, they're just fine. The kids are, are just fine. Um, uh, they don't uh, do the other bad things that you might think. So now what a lot of, I think, people think about us liberals, Berto, is we're like, well, you're just, you just believe that everyone's fine and everyone should get away with everything and there's there's no boundaries and We've already talked about them, but again, just to be very clear, uh, there are many things that are sinful and immoral, murder, theft, assault, rape, sexual abuse, lying, judging other people unfairly, not listening to others when they need to be heard, not helping others when they need to be helped, not feeding those who need to be fed, not housing those who need houses. Um, You know, being attracted to people of the same gender has nothing to do, it's it's logically completely separate from rape, assault, not housing someone, not feeding someone who is hungry. Being attracted to someone of the same gender is categorically different, and I hope people can see that. It's time to move forward, and it's time to not be stuck in the history of bigotry and marginalization. It's not hard to do if you're one of those people, whether you're a Christian or not, who believes that being gay is immoral. It's not hard. All you got to do is just in your head, you have to see the light and say to yourself, 
oh yeah, it it doesn't make any sense to believe it's immoral. It doesn't harm anyone. They're fine. Murder, assault, sexual abuse, um, pollution, uh, theft, embezzlement. These are intimidation. These are bad things. Being attracted and having sex with the uh, consensual person of the same gender should should make total logical sense to you that it's not it's not immoral. In fact, it's just as moral as a heterosexual relationship, and it's not wrong. But you're asking this of someone that had to conclude that the murder, the rape, the child mutilations, all of it is being watched continuously by their God and that it's allowed to go on and that that's supposed to make sense. What? I'm just saying that, that they're, they're already in a, in a level of, of illogicalness that it, it makes it really hard to ask him to be logical about something like that. Well, to them... They would say that uh, God has a, a – well, I get your point, um, but I don't know. It's con- It was convincing to me. I that- love it. I think it makes I, – I think the strongest argument you made is like, look, shouldn't it be about if you, what you're doing harms others, let's regulate that. Let's say that's not right, right? If what you're doing doesn't harm others, why should we care? Right. If anything, and why, why would, should why it be would God care? Right, right, right. And so I, I, I can get behind that from so many perspectives, right? Uh, and then, granted, I threw one little potential wrench, which is some people might say, "Well, no, it is doing harm." But I think those are those are workable. We can work with that. You could you could present some data. We could like you could work through that because it's clearly not like one to one physical harm, like that. You know, two gay people in their house doing something doesn't directly harm this little kid over here, you know? Whereas, like, someone shooting the gun in the schools does. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle in which we press a lot of buttons and uh, incur a lot of emails accusing oh, yeah. me of bashing Christians. Uh, please, please take care of yourself and think about your attitudes and how you're contributing. I do. You know, I think about it all the time, and, and I'm, I, I'm constantly beating back uh, internalizations that I have in mind. For example, I grew up with very, very few African Americans and grew up in a racist society. Uh, my parents uh, were not uh, racist overtly or even any detectable racism, in, in, but I absorbed it from white people around me. Nice. It's probably more, that's probably more like and it. And media and everything. Right, yeah. exactly. And... To this day, I'm 48 years old, and I've been I've been battling this battle since I was probably 15 years old, since I first really started to notice it, and it's still there in me. But I but I battle it, and it's not easy. Yeah, and uh, I admit to myself that I have incurred, I've internalized this voice, and I deserve to not have to live with it, and I deserve to fight back on it myself. Regardless of the benefit to other people in society, but you know that's another wonderful benefit as well. There's right. nothing wrong with having an errant belief system you've internalized. Uh, there is something wrong with with being exposed to the world and having so many opportunities to change your mind and to deny it. You all deserve to deny your harmful teachings growing up those with eyes see because you deserve it 